Welcome to the Invincible Innovation Show, the podcast for changemakers. Each week, I talk to the most fascinating entrepreneurs and innovation leaders about innovation, strategy, and design. Hey, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about achieving vast ROI with continuous innovation. Welcome to Invincible Innovation Live show. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm Adima Zorkario, innovation and value creation expert, and I'll be your host. And today with me, I'm so happy to have Noam, the non-Q-Market CEO. Great to see you, Noam. Hi, Adi. Great to be here. Sure. And, and we're live on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and you're much invited to join the discussion and ask questions. And it will be very lovely to, to hear what you think. So, Noam. We're going to start. Most reader, leaders are not satisfied with their innovation results. How could companies innovate better and, and how could Q markets help them innovate better? Um, <clears throat> well, innovation, I think, is, uh, is a state of mind and, and very much associated with uh, the, the company's culture. Um, so from, from what we see being most successful is that Innovation needs to cover all parts of the business. Uh, so it's not something that should be dedicated to um, you know, technological innovation, which is in most people's eyes uh, what the first thing, uh, uh, the first thing they think about. But you know they have you have process innovation, you have marketing innovation, you, you can uh, innovate drastically around services without uh, a single bit of, of, of technology. And of course, once you add, you know, digital aspects um, into any one of these, uh, then innovation becomes, uh, you know, a very, very big uh, part of the business. Um, and, and in order to, you know, really make it, make it happen, then the, the company and management, they need to encourage uh, uh, the innovation culture. So this means, first of all, making it clear that it's a priority. Uh, and this has to come, you know, from very senior level. Um, second, they need to reward it. And uh, rewarding it means you don't only reward success. And I think that's the main, you know, that's the first obstacles for, for companies where they're used to thinking, if we do X, it must work. It must provide value. And if you want to innovate, you need to understand that sometimes you'll get it wrong and sometimes you'll fail and it's part of the process. And people need to be okay with uh, letting new innovative uh, ideas and new innovative directions not always succeed. Um, now the next uh, the next level is that you need to manage it. Innovation will just you know it won't just happen. Uh, you know it's it's something that yeah. you need to cultivate and you need to build, which is you know why they call it innovation management, uh, which yeah. seems like a, a mistake in the beginning, but you really need to to, to manage it. Uh, so that means you need to assign, uh, first of all, you need to assign ownership clearly. So there has to be clear leadership of innovation inside the company. Uh, on the other side, it has to be clear that it's not that person's role to innovate. It's everyone's role to innovate. And that person is a facilitator and an owner and everything. But all units, all departments, everyone have to, um, you know, to innovate. Um, and I think the last element is that if you really want to do it successfully, you need to scale it. You need to make it across the organization, across uh, the different silos in the organization. And actually this is, you know, this is where Q markets, uh, fits in. 
So we are uh, we we have a, a very powerful innovation management uh, platform software that you know offers companies a good way to scale their innovation activities. Really reach out to all the different stakeholders, whether it's their employees, their customers, their partners, uh, and the entire um, innovation ecosystem around them, uh, and really manage this process uh, end to end run uh, large uh, large scale online brainstorms that are called idea challenges in order to find really innovative uh, innovative ideas <clears throat> and this is what we've been doing in the past uh, actually 10 years plus with uh, you know very large number of customers globally yeah so it seems like 10 years ago it was not that known and yeah. could you tell us about the beginning when you just started the building this innovation management platform before people really talked about it and knew as much as they know today yeah so you know you're right the, the early days were uh, were more challenging uh, speaking uh, 12 13 years ago to people about managing innovation uh, sounded weird to many managers uh, opening up the silos and kind of um, flattening the organization allowing everyone to participate uh, uh, in innovation was also a little bit unusual so the stuff we're used to today everyone's uh, engaged everyone is expecting to be involved in all the different aspects of the company you know 10 12 years ago this was uh, a little bit unusual uh, so uh, this is why I think it required more uh, breakthrough companies and leading companies with the leading culture to actually adopt it um, and I'm happy to say that we actually have a few customers that are still with us for the past eight nine nine years um, continuously uh, companies like uh, Swiss post uh, for example it is an extremely innovative uh, organization really it doesn't it, sound it, like it, the first like Swiss post would not be the first one that I would <laughs> think about right? Yeah, it's, uh, um, they're not your classical postal office. Uh, <laughs> so it's a massive organization. They have more than 60,000 employees. Uh, <laughs> they're doing practically everything uh, uh, on top of, of course, delivering post. Uh, so it's a very, very innovative organization. And we have a lot of different examples from, you know, many different uh, industries, whether it's, you know, Uh, companies like uh, uh, Ford in, in manufacturing and uh, uh, automotive and we have uh, banks uh, uh, and financial institutions like UBS and Unicredit that also have been with us for a lot of years. And the interesting thing is that each one of them is taking it to their own direction. Some are more focused on service. Okay, how can we improve our service? How can we learn from you know successful initiatives that are happening locally when we're such a global organization and how can we adopt this uh, you know at the corporate level some are taking it to bringing in technology to improve their internal processes like manufacturing improvements and other uh, um, uh, other aspects and of course uh, uh, some are taking this you know to the hardcore of uh, uh, classic innovation and new products new technologies uh, um, so it's really a very nice uh, a very nice mix 
So could you tell me if, if you need to split them into domains, what would be different uh, in a manufacturer doing innovation and a B2C company, for example? Would, would it be like, could you divide it this way or, or not? It depends on the yeah. company. So, so surprisingly, I mean, most companies typically like to look at their peers and see, okay, so what are they doing? But, but surprisingly, what we, we see that has the, be- the biggest impact on how companies innovate is actually their culture. Uh, so I can give examples of, uh, you know, a massive bank and a, and a, and a high-tech uh, a technology company that are actually very similar in how they innovate on completely different topics. So the topics, of course, are different, sure. but their methodology, how they engage their, uh, um, their, uh, their employees around it, how they build uh, uh, the, the right culture and process around it, uh, these things are actually not necessarily uh, uh, related to, you know, to the industry. And there's also, of course, um, you know, the geographical culture. So uh, organizations, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in Germany, Germany and, and Switzerland will probably have slightly different cultures than the, the ones uh, in the U.S., um, and you know, uh, Israeli uh, corporates uh, have also a very different, uh, unique uh, culture. Unique culture, exactly. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but it really, really is uh, a wide, uh, a wide range. And the cool thing in, in what we do is that we're uh, we've developed this expertise in working with the customer to look at their challenges and their culture and offer them like an ideal. Uh, idea solution that covers their entire innovation life cycle, but fits their culture. And um, even more important, helps them to evolve that culture. So they all have a starting point, and from there they need to evolve. And uh, what, we, what, what we do best is we, we offer our customers to really start small, uh, and then gradually add more and more capabilities, gradually add more and more complications uh, um, and, and specialties into your process as your organization is willing to accept them. Uh, and this is a really important, um, you know, aspect for, uh, for, for success as well. So don't, uh, don't go too far too fast. Uh, the organization has to accept it. Uh, yeah. And this takes time. Yeah, it's like maturing the the organization and the culture of the organization. And how yeah. how do you see it more like this is a tool that helps them be more innovative and, uh, and really establish a culture of innovation. But after all, culture is built from people, right? From mm-hmm. these people. Is it like the leaders, the innovation, uh, um, is, uh, who is responsible for innovation, like? How do you know that a company is in the right way to be more innovative? Because mm-hmm. the because you know you you have a tool and they can use it, of course, as they see and and yeah. and, and how do you know it's going to be a successful one? And do you have the numbers even? Yeah, I mean, so so first of all, we we make an effort to help them make it a success. So uh, we don't just provide a software tool; we provide all the necessary best practices. So our customer success team, first of all, will work with the customer to first learn what they have, what are their current challenges, what have they tried in the past, and maybe it was not so successful. Uh, a lot of our customers have good and bad um, 
experience with uh, various innovation initiatives, various using DIY uh, uh, tools or small scale tools. And we are really good at looking at what they've done, what worked and what hasn't worked, and then sharing with them, uh, you know, best practices from other companies similar to their culture, hopefully also similar to their uh, industry, um, and really to guide them in that, uh, in that process. And um, in, in many cases, uh, we see that, you know, when the customer first comes to us, uh, they have a very clear notion uh, as to uh, what, uh, what they want. And then we're, you know, more than happy to, uh, uh, you know, facilitate that, configure the platform to, to, uh, to work the way they want. And that's not a problem with adding our, uh, you know, tips and tricks into it. And in other cases, you know, we see a customer that comes to us and said, okay, look, we're really getting started. We just need uh, um, something that uh, will allow us to get started. And there we have our kind of um, best practice where we come in and uh, we can very quickly allow the customer to, um, uh, to start. And then we learn together because every, every organization is eventually different. So we kind of walk this process and you know, um, the, the company needs to, you know, uh, managers need to understand that this will take time, especially in a global, uh, more old fashioned organization, which is most of our customers. So most of our customers are coming from traditional industries, uh, government, manufacturing, services, finance. Uh, this is most of our customers. We have very few uh, high tech com uh, companies. Um, and uh, you know it takes uh, it takes time and it's a gradual uh, process. Um, yeah, it yeah. really makes sense that that the more traditional uh, companies are seeking innovation because high tech they will not understand exactly what is like what they're doing is innovative from the beginning and they were exactly. born digital and innovative. So for them, it, it if they are very very big maybe, but uh, most companies exactly. in Israel, even the big one, are not as big as the European traditional uh, establishment or a, a US, uh, you know, major company. And you exactly. know, we're-, it we're goes back to, to, to the state of mind thing. So the, the high yeah. tech companies have it kind of built in into the state of mind of right. almost everyone, um, which is something that others need to build. Yeah, you know, when um, like 20 years of my work was with high tech and, and, and big and, and startups. And, and for me, just to understand what is innovation in the beginning was a bit weird because it was like obvious. And then I said, okay, so it's like, you know, fish in the water, like it, it's like yeah. transparent. And then you understand it's not out there as much and, and it needs to be learned. Mm -hmm. And exactly. yeah, and, and now we're like in the middle of the COVID crisis. And, and many things are changing. And I know that the budgets for innovation sometimes are changing and mm -hmm. companies are going back to what they know and the, how, the, the ways they know to how to make money. So what are the challenges that innovation leaders are facing right now? <clears throat> um, so, so I think the, you know, the COVID kind of created a, a paradox for many uh, innovation leaders. So on one hand, it's, uh, everything's changing, everything's risky, uh, and the immediate instinct is to hold back, cut down, 
and uh, wait for it to pass. Um, while others, um, and we're seeing this all over, I think, uh, you know, in, uh, on the news, and, and of course we'll, we're seeing it from our customers, say, okay, so this is actually this is actually an opportunity. Uh, new new opportunities are coming. The world is uh, changing, also taking away some of the old uh, uh, opportunities, and um, we really see this paradox. So, is this the best time to innovate, or is this the best time to uh, hold on? Um, and what we are seeing from uh, from many of our customers, and again, examples are around us everywhere. If you look at you know any industry, you look at uh, retail, you look at healthcare, uh, 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 you look at any kind of services company, they all had to uh, go through massive changes, and many of these changes will last long time after uh, COVID is gone. So we just uh, uh, discussed it, discussed this earlier that right that we are. Uh, 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 people are more on Zoom uh, every day now. Yeah. Than we have anything else All right. uh, <clears throat> uh, so uh, these things will, will, will stay and um, so f from our side we see a lot of uh, good opportunities and even better opportunities and you know one thing that for example changed is everyone working remotely uh, right it's uh, what, sure. what was once uh, something for you know very specific tech oriented etc now everyone uh, is allowing that, and that also creates um, an obstacle for for many organizations. So the old ways to innovate, you can't put everyone in the room right now and and brainstorm. And um, <clears throat> this is again where where tools like uh, like the Q Markets tool that allows you to open up an idea challenge to a wide audience um, and, and engage them, and they're actually now more open for that because uh, everyone's used to this kind of remote concept and everyone also is looking for a sense of belonging and uh, participating in large-scale innovation initiatives that the company is doing um, uh, through collaboration etc also helps to 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 enforce that so we see people are actually much more um, uh, willing to uh, to engage uh, around these yeah. times. So we've actually seen uh, this year as, a, as an acceleration in most, uh, of course, a lot of, a lot of uh, companies had to cut back, but uh, in the overall, we, we were just seeing it accelerate. So what you're saying is when you meet these people who are your clients, and not only the clients, the end users of the system, Mm -hmm. They are. They need to to handle these two parts. One is like you need to show you have a pressure to show more revenue, and you have a pressure to to engage people and innovate faster. Yeah. And now it's time for them to show, like maybe do even more. And because everyone is online, they might maybe from different locations. They didn't don't need to fly them to the room and do it together. It's like obvious they can do it faster in a sense. Exactly. Exactly. So it's uh, things that would have been perhaps strange for some companies again uh, just a year ago. Uh, so how come are we opening this to such a wide audience or uh, why is it uh, not, uh, uh, again, a meeting and, and get, let's uh, with that. Now, again, it's, it's a different dynamics and using these uh, 
uh, online uh, um, smart collaboration tools that allow to uh, efficiently innovate and efficiently take 500 or 5,000 or 50,000 uh, um, participants and have them on an online um, an online channel a challenge and actually get to to results. Um, this is uh, you know what we see now is the best uh, the best opportunity. Yeah, you know when I when I think of change, it seems like a, you you could try to persuade people, maybe even the sales call in a sense. You need to explain why change is happening, and maybe you will tell them the stories I know about I know Nokia or Blockbusters, whoever you mm-hmm. want to tell the story yeah. about. But now it's like they know that there is change, and it's fast, and it's unknown, and you could not know it in advance, and it will impact everyone globally really, really vastly, and you feel it in a visceral sense because you feel it in your own experience. It's not a story yeah. that I'm telling you. So mm-hmm. I think that maybe not right now, but maybe in like in the next few years, you'll see more and more people willing to take the unknown path of innovation because this is what is needed and this is what's happening, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we've even, you know, adopted it uh, inside Q-Market. So we, we also needed to, you know, address uh, change, even though we're, uh, uh, not a massive uh, uh, corporate, uh, you know, with 60 people uh, globally. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, we've also had to uh, adapt and it was uh, this year's, uh, this past year's been challenging, but it's actually been uh, a very fruitful uh, uh, year because we took on this challenge, like you said, and we saw everything changing around us. And it was just clear that, um, Things will not go back to being the same, and there's actually a massive, uh, massive opportunity here. Uh, yeah. And we see organization just uh, really um, uh, desperate to uh, 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 to innovate. So, uh, yeah, you know, this, this is the right, uh, exactly the right time. Yeah. Do you see it's like going to a different direction, used more to a specific? Uh, tool or a specific feature or capability that is needed more right now, maybe more new products, new services, and less, I know, something else, or, or it's the same? Yeah, so I think the first, uh, the first immediate uh, one were, were challenges that I mean, practically all our customers ran, and uh, many of the newcomers that um, came to us this year were actually seeking for that, first of all, is how do we deal, deal with the new COVID? So uh, first of all, how do we deal with the immediate impact? Uh, so that's uh, more of a, I would say, a defensive, uh, a defensive approach. Uh, so it could be, you know, electricity company uh, uh, with a wide challenge to their all of their employees out there. How can we help you continue doing your job with all these limitations? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be, um, you know, a massive manufacturing uh, um, uh, customer in Europe that actually uh, took on the challenge and says, okay, we actually have uh, the right technology in our manufacturing to, um, to, to deliver the new needs of other factories right now around COVID. 
so whether it's masks or uh, uh, protection, uh, various protection mechanisms or various uh, uh, ways to, uh, you know, slice, uh, slice the factory up so more people can come and work in uh, small teams, etc. Uh, and they actually took this as a, as a wide challenge uh, with their global team and came up with some incredible results, incredible ideas that were already actually implemented quite quickly. Uh, so, uh, you know, you had, uh, uh, that and on the, uh, uh, very, uh, uh, other far end of, of the spectrum, we had projects like, uh, um, government, uh, healthcare, uh, uh government healthcare actually here in Israel, uh, <clears throat> where, uh, the ministry of health and, uh, hospitals came together and said, okay, we have joint challenges uh we're all looking for kind of the same things the same solutions let's join forces and work with the startup community as one ent entity and it was actually one of the few times i think that they were all working together for a few months to kind of concentrate these are right now our main challenges this is what the country right now needs and startups and technology firms came with uh, uh, uh solutions and uh, this form kind of a an online marketplace uh, uh, that uh, uh, was was able to connect this uh, these uh, uh, two two big communities. So it's not even a single company that came together and used it. It's it's more like a uh, a wider marketplace that provided again excellent uh, solutions for immediate COVID needs. Yeah, it's a, it's a great story. I never thought that it, you know, like we have so much innovation in startups in Israel, and it seems like it's all separate from what's going on with, you know, with the government, with the older establishments, with health for sure is not considered an innovative uh, sector. So I'm so happy that this happened due to, to this uh, tragedy after all. So uh, what is the most surprising thing you learned about innovation after all you, your years of experience? uh so i think uh you know the the, the surprising uh surprising things is uh, is that we um <clears throat> i think we found uh we found first of all that innovation happens in the most unusual places like you said in the beginning so uh postal office uh organization uh we have uh, an unemployment agency of one of the largest uh, wow. uh, countries in Europe as our customer, wow. thousand employees, and that's definitely not <laughs> no fine yeah. innovation. Uh, I would say government in general would not be the first thing that I would consider as 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 a client. But 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 actually, uh, it, it, I think it's the most growing sector in innovation right now. Uh, wow, and that's that's. Uh, I would say a very, very positive surprise. That's what we're seeing. It is a surprise. <laughs> yeah, we're seeing a massive, massive uh, wave. And I'm not talking uh, about uh, one country specific. We're actually uh, uh, in, in government uh, RFPs right now all over the world, uh, in, you know, in Australia, in the US, in Europe, uh, um, and, and even with our, uh, <clears throat> with our new friends in uh, uh, UAE. Um, so we're really seeing this, uh, globally, and this is really, really exciting to see. So, you know, when I started Q markets and we set out to, uh, 
open up innovation initiatives uh, in large corporates, I actually also didn't think that you know uh, uh, government would be such an yeah. exciting uh, uh, area. And there's just so much happening there, and there's so many um, easy opportunities for them to innovate once they just open that state of mind and open the organization to uh, to really engage all of the employees, for example, or open the the uh, uh, the organization externally and, uh, uh, you know, think about uh, ideas together and uh, be able to also share best practices across the organizations. Um, and, and this is something that I see as very uh, wow. promising and encouraging. And surprise, uh, it's it's so surprising, you know, if you yeah. would have asked me like in general what I believe, I would say that the second option that will never innovate, it will be government. And the sec the first one I would say is is military. that that's a place that I would never imagine someone doing anything innovative uh, other than you know, like growing weapons, I know, like what are they doing? Yeah, so they're actually wonderful examples also in. military security defense uh, uh, organizations that unfortunately I cannot share but um, uh, there's exciting stuff happening uh, uh, happening there as well um, another surprising um, uh, surprising thing I think we've learned is that um, I think what was surprising there is actually the magnitude not the actual concept is how much is already happening inside organizations and because of all the silos they don't know uh, <laughs> so we have like very uh, uh, great examples from pharma from chemicals uh, where once they launched uh, a wide-scale uh, initiative of innovation that's covering bigger parts of the company and they're suddenly starting to engage globally um, they suddenly identified uh, areas of expertise and that they did not did not even know existed it's so Or funny they, they, they realized that two parts two factories of the same organization are trying to get fda approval for practically the same thing one succeeded one did not uh <laughs> because they took different paths um and and what a, a platform like the q markets platform offers customers is really that ability to identify similar things that are happening across the organization, really reaching out to and identifying expertise that exists within the company and bringing all those experts into one, uh, one place and really uh, diving into solving the, uh, the challenges together in the most effective and efficient way. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when I, I tried to, to think, why did I think that these like two entities would not innovate? And the first thing that's come to my mind is, is who is competing with the government? Who is competing with, with the military? Like in Israel, you know, it's mandatory to go to the army and you cannot say um, they, their service is not that good. I would go to the next army, which is, might be better, right? So, uh, so it's, it's really surprising that still they are, aimed to do things better and and so, to grow you know, and they're to under, yeah they're under the same pressure so you're right they're not they don't have direct competition but they need to be efficient and this is where digital and innovation uh, uh, initiatives are all across uh, uh, government um, 
they do need to be competitive uh, for their uh, for their employees. Okay, so they are fighting for talent and uh, creating a culture of innovation and allowing people to participate not only in my day-to-day -day job but in something wider uh, uh, is something that's you know really uh, um, really really helpful. Uh, yeah. So that's, it makes that's sense that. When you, when you say it, it makes sense that if you want to be compelling to people who are more proactive or people who are more creative, who want mm -hmm. to influence, you cannot stay the same all the time because they, I, these people would say, this is not the place for me. It's like, it's too stable and too one, one, one way. Like, I cannot yeah. do anything. I'll be a cog in, in, in this machine for the mm -hmm. rest of my life, right? Yeah. So it, it, it's another mm. aspect of innovation when you're seeing the organization as trying to reach the more innovative people to be part of what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so what's your number one tip for innovation leaders? Um, <clears throat> so I think um, if, we, if we talk about, you know, the, the number one or the top, uh, top three, uh, Tips, I would say, and first of all, I think is um, you, know, you need to start small and grow, uh, especially in a large, uh, large company. And we see this uh, many organizations are struggling and kind of concerned where do we start, and are actually sometimes trying to start too big or not start at all. Uh, so the first uh, thing is start, take one business unit take uh, one or two specific challenges, find a real sponsor inside the company that you can work with, someone that has a real challenge and, uh, um, and, and literally within a few months, you can get from, we have a challenge to uh, 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 getting uh, some very innovative and successful ideas and getting to them to, to implementation. Um, and you need to, of course, pick the right topics. So part of what starting small means, pick quick wins. Uh, you need to convince yourself and the organization that the concept is working and breakthrough innovation comes once every few years in a company if they're successful uh, in innovating. Uh, yeah. But you know, incremental innovation uh, is what eventually will fuel uh, um, uh, the, company's, uh, uh, the company's growth. Um, so I think the second, second tip I can think of is to not reinvent the wheel. So take a proven, uh, uh methodology, take a proven uh, tool with all the best practices and start with what has worked very well with, for others with, uh, some small adaptations to, uh, your, uh, organization, um, take the expert, uh, advice experiment and take it from there. So it's okay to not uh, uh, not succeed at, uh, at once completely, but it's also, I think, important not to overplan it. Uh, you need to experience it and you need to uh, start. Yeah. Uh, so you, you know, the name of, of our discussion is to create vast innovation ROI, right? And mm -hmm. uh, when people think about innovation first, 
as, as you said, it's like risky, and this, mm -hmm. and most people say it's it's not successful, and leaders are not satisfied with the result most of the cases. So mm -hmm. if they do these small steps and continue with it, is it like the needed conditions to get to this vast innovation ROI as you see it? Yes, I think uh, <clears throat> I think that's definitely the. Uh, uh, the approach uh, you need to back it up, like I said in the beginning, with uh, with management sponsorship. So it has to come from very senior management. It doesn't have to come necessarily right from the top, like from uh, from the CEO, although it helps. Um, but it has to come from the top of the organization that's innovating. Which means that if you want to limit it to just one business unit, then it's fine that it will come from senior leadership in that unit. But if you want to engage the entire organization, it has to come from higher up. Um, and, and I think the, um, the other thing to, to take into account here is that uh, for this to be successful, then uh, it's not just about, of course, uh, discovering the ideas. Uh, you need to, uh, first of all, really define well, what are your challenges? What are your opportunities? And have this uh, uh, strategic thinking in the beginning and focus uh, your, uh, your innovation initiatives on those specific challenges. So uh, this will make sure that you're solving problems that are actually uh, need solving and that yeah. there's actually management attention to adopt and implement the ideas that will come out of this process yeah uh, and that's that's really a mandatory uh mandatory thing we we always tell our customers you know don't start a challenge unless you know that you will have the right resources and attention to actually uh, uh review uh, uh review and evaluate what's coming out of it and actually uh walk it all the way to to implementation and for us it's important that our customers use um, use our platform for an end-to-end -end, meaning not just the ideation itself but also uh, uh, the evaluation and the implementation because without showing ROI for this you know it won't it won't last for uh, for a long term yeah I, I, I'm sure because in the end they said okay we have all these great ideas and people are very engaged but in the end we have the bottom line and mm -hmm. you want to show that like after all it's like two sided one is the, is it top down as you said it needs to be bottom up too because you need to see from the field from the results from the business from the customers to get the the feedback on that direction and um, and, and sometimes it's hard to show it because as we said you could make lots of uh, um options and only a few of them would really grow to something uh, substantial and really get their right back and and mm -hmm. uh, and it demands from the companies to see themselves a, a bit as vcs in, in in these cases like we're investing and in, and in we're uh, distributing our uh, our money in places and some of these will grow and some of it will will not and, and it's okay and it's it's really different than what you are doing right now, right? It exactly. depends. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So I want to thank you for your time. It's it's passed so fast, and I have mm -hmm. like a, another additional question. We could do another hour more in there. Yeah. 
So how could people uh, hear more from you and about your work and contact you about Q-Markets? Um, so, you know, uh, our website is filled with um, uh, very useful information. Uh, you can just look up Q-Markets. Uh, there's lots of case studies from customers, examples, success stories. Um, and, you know, our experts will be happy to uh, talk to you and consult and see uh, how how can we help uh, based on our experience. Sure. So it's qmarkets.com. It's qmarkets.net actually, but dot dot .net. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I fell in love with, uh, with qmarkets a long, long time ago with the name. Uh, so, uh, um, okay, name. so we... It's good that we said. So I want to thank you again for your time. It's been so valuable and, and inspiring for me. So thank you, Noam. Thank you for your time as well. I uh, appreciate it being uh, invited. Sure. And to all of you changemakers out there, thank you for joining us. And you're much invited to visit invincibleinnovation.com. And I'll see you next week. So have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. I'm Adima Zaukario, and you've been listening to the Invincible Innovation Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, invincibleinnovation.com, where you can learn more about our programs and my book, Innovating Through Chaos. I'll be waiting for you next week in our next episode. Thank you for listening.